0: Blog Talk
1: Radio Blog Talk Radio
2: This is the Body of Christ Church and you are listening to our program From Darkness to Light where we examine and reprove spiritual wickedness in today's world as well as providing instructions on repentance for those overtaken in the sins of witchcraft and occult practices. Join us each week on our mission to fulfill the words written in the book of Acts, chapter 26, verse 18, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins An inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me.
3: Where once
4: was light, now darkness. Where once was light.
2: Darkness to light. monsters. What if I told you that monsters are very real, and they are among us? They have overrun the streets of the ghettos and slums. Their reach extends to the gated communities of your suburban neighborhoods. They infest the schools attended by your children. Even at this very moment, a monster may be lurking in your own home. Monsters are vicious and cruel. Monsters are destructive and horrifyingly evil. Monsters are heartless and have an utter contempt for all life. Monsters do not show pity to old or young. Monsters do not fear the laws of God or man. Monsters live by no code and respect no authority. Monsters cannot feel guilt or shame, nor can they feel sympathy or empathy. Monsters exist only to feed their own ungodly lusts with no care for consequences. They attack on a whim. They harm others because they can, and they kill for fun. To see the faces of these monsters, one need only tune in to your local news. From gang violence to school shootings, rapes, robberies, murders, and random acts of unprovoked violence, the generation of today's youth have been transformed to the stuff of nightmares. The Holy Bible tells us that in the last days, unclean woman would give birth to monsters. But how did this happen? When did it begin? And what enemy is to blame? Join us today for another installment of From Darkness to Light, as we use the words of the Holy Bible to expose the evil that has corrupted a generation giving rise to our greatest fears.
5: We'd like to welcome you to another edition of From Darkness to Light Monsters. I'm your brother Godaiwan here once again for another show From Darkness to Light and we have our usual resident expert, who knows this topic all oh too well, who escaped through the grace and mercy of the Most High, Jesus Christ, from his own monster. So, without further ado, I give you the Brother Akrai. Brother
2: shalom, Brother Godiwin, and shalom to all the listeners. As always, it's a privilege and honor to be here for another installment of From Darkness to Light, doing a show called Monsters. This is a show that has been in the works for well over a year, and the reason why is because each time we decided to tackle this show, there were more and more disturbing news that came into the air. Every time you turn around, there was more to add to this show, so we decided that the time was right to really go ahead and finally tackle this topic and bring to light to the best of our ability that the Lord has granted us through the wisdom of the scriptures how this phenomenon took place of watching our youth transform into the most feared, most reviled, and hated creatures on the planet. How did they become the most bloodthirsty, lustful, vengeful, murderous pack that we've ever seen? And the answers like all answers, are in the words of the Holy Bible. And me and Godai when we got together to do this show, but we also knew that for this we would probably have to call in the big guns. So we invited the help that the Mosai has given us in the form of two other brothers who have also done many shows with us in the past. The first brother is the brother Kadar, who also has a background in Not only raising children, but is also an educator who works in the public school system and has for many years And we also invited to join us today, the brother Kakumgabar, who is retired law enforcement And I'm going to introduce these two brothers to you and let them say a few words So first, Kadar, if you're on the line, please introduce yourself and give us a little bit of your credentials And why this show is important to you
6: All
7: right, so I'm one of the little guns and this is uh, Kadar out of Atlanta. Um, I work in the school, you know, been working in the school system for years, Experienced a lot of different types of children. And one of the interesting things that in the last two years, I'm working in the higher socioeconomic neighborhoods. All my years prior to this, I've been working in the lower socioeconomic neighborhoods. And I do notice differences but some of the problems are still the same, and the problems especially lead into what we're going to be talking about today. Some are the same, some are very different, but they all end up in the same, um, with the same end, which is what? Monsters.
2: And Brother Kakumgabar? Uh,
8: Brother Kakungabar, your humble uh, warrior in Christ, Uh Speak the words of the Most High, uncensored, unfiltered. Thus, based on thus saith the Lord. Um, uh, my background: 30 years law enforcement. The last 19 been in the grimy world of guns, drugs, and gangs. And one of the things that I started to have a revelation about 10, maybe 12 years ago, was that I'm arresting third generations of people that I have been dealing with prior, and they're getting younger and mentally and spiritually sicker as time goes on. I mean, being in law enforcement as long as I have, you started running into situations where you would come up on a scene and you would wonder and scratch your head on why did this young kid have to do this? Why did it end up this way? Why did he do this or do that? Because the things are so perverse and bizarre, it would make one scratch their head. Any, I guess, pretty normal thinking person, it would make you scratch your head. And, you know, one of the reasons that I ended up retiring, and both of y'all, all, all of y'all on this phone know, you heard me say on the phone, I don't know if I can handle dealing with a situation where I would have to put someone 15, 16 years old that was threatening my life to death because that's what it's coming to out there on the streets and in everyday life, whether people look at honey boo boo or, you know, BET awards or whatever the hell it is that they're into sports or whatever. But if you pay attention to what's going on around you, you'll see these monsters increasing at an alarming rate. That's it.
2: And also, for those of you who didn't recognize the Brother Gabar, he is also the host of Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor, which airs every Tuesday night. And then I'll take the opportunity to, opportunity to reintroduce you to, to Brother Godiwan, who is over in the U.K., but he also has a background as far as dealing with the youth on the other side of the world, and you can probably share some insight of his credentials and if there are any differences or similarities that he's noticed on the other side of the world.
5: Well, yeah, um, I had a background. Well, I work in IT and I work in the school system, so I I see the attitudes of young people every day. And also having a background in in youth work, working with um, young people, you know, it's just like the brother was saying. You know the the crimes, the perverseness, and the evils of young people. They're getting younger. And younger and younger Where I, I'll share one conversation Where there was uh, This group of young men They were teenagers Couldn't be more than 15, 16 And they were having just a normal Everyday conversation About how they were going to go To this girl's house And and basically A group of them is going to have sex With this uh, One young girl And the guy was like "Look, Wait for me Because I want to come along too and that was like a normal conversation, and it wasn't hidden. It was out in the open where everyone could hear. So this is the kind of things that's going on more and more, and then they wonder why um, the young people of today are unstable, unbalanced, and they can do uh, the most diabolical and wicked wicked things because they're not being taught the truth and no one is rebuking them of the evils that they're doing. So they're susceptible to do any manner of evil that comes to their mind.
2: And so when you look at any manner of evil, and I guess I'll just start with one scripture, and this is Second Timothy chapter 3, and it reads, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And that fits the description of what each and every one of you went over in that introduction. Interestingly enough, even today on the news One of the biggest stories in the news right now is that the Prime Minister of Australia is trying to organize a boycott of the United States due to a senseless murder that took place just a day ago. And I'll read to you a bit of that article. And this happened in Duncan, Oklahoma. And I'll read you an excerpt from the article. Just when you think it's safe to go for an afternoon jog, You get shot by a group of bored teenagers. That's exactly what happened to 22-year-old Christopher Lane on Friday afternoon. Lane was a student from Australia attending East Central University on a baseball scholarship. He was in Duncan visiting his girlfriend when he decided to go for a jog, which his father says was part of his daily routine. Despite the upper-class neighborhood he was jogging in, there were some bad apples hanging around that afternoon. Three teenagers identified as James Edwards, 15, Chauncey Lunar, 16, and Michael Jones, 17, spotted Lane jogging jogging past the house they were hanging out at and decided to kill him. They saw Christopher by and one of them said, there's our target. Police Chief Danny Ford said, the boys who talked to us said, we were bored and didn't have anything to do. So we decided to kill somebody. The three teens got into a car and followed Lane, then shot him one time in the back before driving off. No one saw the shooting, but witnesses saw Lane staggering into the grass and a black car speeding away. People on the scene tried to help Lane, but it was too late. So just give us some feedback on what, is, what goes through your mind when you hear that article. And this is not even one of the articles that we had set aside for the show, but it just had to had to address that since it was so recent as of today. So, I'll start with um Judah.
5: Um well it goes right back to the scripture that you read in 2 Timothy 3 and and, and 1, and that's one of the scriptures I had down, but I start with the 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 first Um, Verse out of that third chapter Says this know also that in the last Days perilous times shall Come so when you look At that when it says perilous Times it means dangerous Times very hazardous And and, in this time we Know that these days are the last days because You can walk out of your house And not come back That's what it means by perilous time It's like okay you face the dragon At your peril so most likely it means that you're going to die And that's the times that we live in These is an the evil time It's a wicked time Where they could just say well we were bored So we decided we're going to kill somebody That's the times that we live in And people don't seek um, The Lord and Savior Jesus Christ You know they're just going on like Things are normal and they're not Back to you Pedro.
7: Um When I read that scripture, first thing that came to mind is this. And before I read it, I just want to go back to a conversation I believe that you and I were having last week. People, and it was last week during class, when we went over those scriptures in Proverbs when we were going over fornication, we read in Proverbs 6 and Proverbs 7 about how the whorish woman would be. All those years ago when the scriptures were written, just the way that it described how a horsewoman would be in those times, we read those scriptures and it brings it up right to today, how she would be dressed, where she would be hanging out, how she would catch men. And that's one of the things that made us in that conversation talk about how we know that the scriptures are true because things that were said thousands of years ago about how the earth is is still the same to this day. So I give that as a prelude, and I'm going to read this scripture, and this is what came to mind. This is Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, and verse 11. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Verse 11. The earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. So when you read those two scriptures that were written written way back then, way before the floods, and you look at the times that we're in now, we're reading about the same exact times before the Lord destroyed the the world with the flood, and we're reading about those times now before the Heavenly Father sends His Son Christ back. Because for you to be sitting around saying that you're bored, Let's go kill a man because we're bored. That is one of the most wicked imaginations in your heart. How about get a job? How about help some old people out? How about helping some kids? How about doing something righteous? How about reading your Bible? But no, that wasn't the the thought in their mind. The thought in their mind, their imaginations in their head was evil. And what was that thought? I'm bored. Let's go kill somebody. So then when you read verse 11, it says the earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. So when the heavenly father looked out on the earth at that time, he saw all of the violence, all of the wickedness, the killing and the murders and the hatred that was going on. And it's the same thing that's going on now. And that is a major sign for us showing us that this is the time we're living in those last days. We've been living in the last days, but we're getting closer and closer to the end as time goes on, and we see more and more things like this.
2: That's you, brother. Wow. That could come.
8: Um, Just uh, one thing. Uh, I'll read uh, 2 Corinthians 4, and I'm going to read verse 3 and 4. It says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ Who is the image of God Should shine unto them So the scriptures refer to Christ As the light And he is the what light that we are to follow From darkness which is sin and iniquity Now when I heard that story And, and you guys know I, I beat things to death I repeated and repeated and repeated But it's some truth because of my background When I first heard that story On the news Or I think Kadar had told me about it the first thing I said was how many of those kids were either on or just taken off of or have been on those drugs that they would be giving these kids, psychotropic drugs. Because a lot of times what I'm seeing is these young kids, instead of being disciplined, chastised, and loved, they're giving them these drugs that are screwing their minds up and they have no filters. And part of probably what we're going to get into with your background, Aqua Eye, You'll show how that is the works of Satan blinding us even further, destroying kids' minds before they even develop their minds with these psychotropic drugs that's what people say, making them have no filters. So what do they do? That's the device of Satan. Instead of disciplining your kids, they'll look at you like a child abuser if you take a belt to a little kid that's asking for it, but they'll take that kid. Put them in some uh, program and give them mental beds and then just make them chemically crazy and the biggest demon on the planet. And when you look at these things, most of these heinous crimes, if you check the jacket of the perpetrators, especially these young kids, you'll find that they're above out of their damn mind on these drugs. And the biggest dope dealers and the biggest demons on the planet are the pharmaceuticals and the psychiatrists that's assigning the drugs and giving them out like candy. That's why they're blinded. That's why a lot of this evil you see in is occurring, because those tools of Satan are being promoted as they're good and not evil. That's it.
2: My God. So what we're going to do now is this. We had a lot of clips today, so... We broke them up into sections so we get a chance to cover them, and each of these is going over different crimes and different things that have taken place. If you're following along in the live binder, and you look in the chat room, in the chat room there's a link to the live binder where you can, which contains articles, video clips, news clips, and documentaries. So if you choose to, you can follow along in the live binder and see all of the articles and news clips that we're going to be referencing today. We could have used a thousand more. Than what we're using today And we could have used one that, ones that were far more violent, and perverse But we wanted to get a good cross section Of the different types of crimes that are out there So the first clip that we're going to be listening to today Is about an 87 year old World War II veteran Who for reasons that we can't Even possibly understand or explain Was mugged by a gang Of young Youth, youth That were just going down the street Saw him making his weekly walk And attacked him So this one we're going to give to Kadar So first let's uh, listen to the clip And then it's all yours Kadar
9: Beaten and bruised tonight, Porter Cross watches TV from the safety of his West Englewood home.
6: I don't know where
9: His daughter in the kitchen receives late word from police on the fate of her father's ID, social security card, and several other belongings found strewn about the neighborhood where he was attacked yesterday afternoon.
1: They broke his dentures inside of his mouth, like light bits and pieces, and they knocked his hearing aid out.
9: As he does every Monday, Porter was taking a short walk to this 71st and Artesian and convenience shop for lottery tickets when two adults and a 15-year-old allegedly attacked him on the way home. I
6: feel sorry for him. Uh, well, I wonder why would they do something like this? The whole thing.
9: A neighbor shot video of a limp porter on the sidewalk, not immediately sure what was happening to him, certainly not why. He didn't know how to
10: process it just as well as we didn't know how to process it.
9: The former sailor and father of two is going to recover, but his daughter wonders if he'll ever mentally be able to make his weekly trip again.
1: My heart hurts. Um, I didn't know that, you know, young people can have just such a evil part of their heart to just
9: prey
1: on the
6: elderly, seniors, or handicapped. And Porter is amazingly forgiving. So on else today.
2: Okay. All right, so you heard in that clip how this man on his weekly walk was attacked, had his dentures broken in his mouth, was robbed, by a group of young 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 men and he's sitting back with no hatred of them but still baffled and dumbfounded wondering why. So Kadar this is all yours.
7: So I mean when you start So, oh, where do you start? Well you start with I'm gonna start in the book of Ephesians, chapter six verse one. And I guess I'm kind of going backwards because the question is why. Why does something like this happen? And Ephesians 6 and 1 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture of and admonition of the Lord. So when you read that scripture, it's letting you know that children need people to guide them. And they need people to guide them in a righteous way. And those people are supposed to be the parents. The parents in the household are supposed to be living according to the scriptures and then guiding the children according to the scriptures. So it goes on to say Honor thy father and mother which is the first commandment, with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. So the fathers and mothers were supposed to teach the children those commandments like it was saying in the previous verse, and I was explaining, but it goes on to say that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Because... When people are obeying the commandments and living by the commandments, then they have those long lives. They have the mercy of the Lord. They get to live in righteousness so that they continue to live on. The reason why we see so many of our children dying in the streets and people getting killed is they're not living according to the commandments. They're in gangs. They're selling drugs. They're robbing people. They're going up against the cops. All of these things have a consequence. And not only your parents when it talks about this scripture, but it's talking about the age, the elderly. You're supposed to respect and honor them too. But what happens in this earth? It says, verse 4 And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So the reason why we are seeing children in these positions doing this great evil, getting killed, dying, is because the fathers are provoking the children to wrath. They are not teaching them the commandments. They're not given any discipline. They're making excuses for their behavior. They're not guiding them according to the word. They're not showing them how they're supposed to deal with other elders. And a lot of times the fathers and the mothers that are out there now are children themselves. So they're not able to teach people how to be respectful of their elders or teach them what it is to honor the elder because why? Because they never did it. Because they were 15 when they had their children. And their grandfather... I'm talking about the young children. Their grandfathers are 30 years old, and their great-grandparents are 45 years old. And we've seen that happen over and over. So when you see a story like this, well, before I move on, it says, And ye fathers provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So that means you're supposed to bring them up in... The nurture, meaning you teaching them, you're showing them what the Lord says, but you're also what? With the admonition, and then you're also warning them, because if they don't do what's right, you're punishing them, but you're also showing them what the end result is going to be in the Scriptures for those that don't live according to his word. And interestingly enough, like different things happen, and one of the things that happened was a young man I know, I'm going to save that story. I'm going to come back. So this is Leviticus 19 and 32. This is the next one. It says, Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head, and honor the face of the old man, and fear God, I am the Lord. So, I mean, I I know I'm answering a question, but let me ask a question. When we look at the young people today, are they honoring the old people in the streets? No. Are they honoring old people anywhere, their teachers, their grandparents? No. A lot of them are cursing them out. I was somewhere riding down, it was some old, I saw young kids just curse out an old woman, like, shut up, old lady. That kind of stuff. Back in the days, you would have never gotten away with that. Because that old lady back in our days would have been the one that would have grabbed you up, whooped your butt, taken you home to your parents, and then told your parents what you did and you would have received another whooping. But that's not these days. If you say something to them, that those parents nowadays, what you talking to my child for? That's my child. You don't say anything to them. So then the child grows up learning to disrespect the elders learning not to rise up before the hoary head, because a hoary head is that head full of white hair, and rising up before them is a sign of respect. But they don't do that. They don't honor the face of the old man, and they have no fear of the Most High, and that's why they're able to do those things. They're showing you how it all ties together. So one of the things that went down in the school, and I was just really flabbergasted by it, when we look at People destroying their children and not bringing them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. A young man was going off on one of the teachers, and they brought the child to me to talk to him. And I'm talking to the child. I'm saying, child, you cannot talk to a teacher like that. He turns around and tells me, listen, read my file. I got anger problems. It's not my fault that I was born this way. That's where they're getting into the foolishness, and they they're learning a horrible and wicked lesson about how not to be. Um, so, Kadav,
8: thanks, Kadav. Yeah. so it's not only a gay gene; it's an anger gene too.
7: Well, and yeah, and, and darkness to light brought that out. It was called, you know, I always forget the name of the show. Born this way,
2: <laughs> wasn't it
7: called Born this way?
2: It was called Born this way: the science of justifying sin.
8: Right.
7: So that young man had in his mind that whatever he does when he's angry is not his fault. He can do that because he was born that way. And we'll get into this. I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit later of why these things come out. But let me just read a scripture that's an example of what can happen to you if you deal this way. And this is 2 Kings 2 and 23 to 24 because every action has a consequence. And this is what the Most High is showing us. He's um, this is Second Kings two and twenty three, and he went up from thence unto Bethel, and this is the prophet Elisha. And as he was going up by the way, there came forth little children out of the city and mocked him, and said unto him, Go up, thou bald head! Go up, thou bald head! So all these children said, everybody like nowadays is like, well, that's mild. All they did was call him a bald head. But that is, those are children that are not uh, honoring that hoary head. Here's a prophet of the Lord, a man of the Lord walking, and they've insulted him. You got this old man that's just walking, and the kids are attacking him. But what did this man do? Elisha the prophet turned around, and he turned back and looked on them. And cursed them in the name of the Lord. And there came forth two she bears out of the woods and tear forty and two children of them. So when he finished with them and saw the wickedness and set up those that curse, the Lord immediately responded, and forty two children died that day. So when it talks about bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, that thy days may be long upon the earth, Here's an example of when you don't follow the commandments, how your days can be shortened. Because it came out and tore 42 children and put them to death. So that's how serious it is for you to honor the hoary head and be respectful to your elders. But this is not being taught in this world because this world is set up on wickedness. Back to you, brothers. Wow.
6: And
5: I I want to read one scripture because... What Qadar um, was saying is that, you know, people are not raising up to the hoary head. Why they're not raising up to the hoary head? Because what they're being taught is the vilest of messages, the vilest of behavior. That's what they're seeing every day from the media to the TV to the Internet to video games. That's all they see. And I don't want to read this scripture. It says, this is Psalms, the 12th chapter and eight 8th verse. It says, the wicked... Walk on every side when the vilest of men are exalted. So especially um, the influences of young people, um, this, the, the, the music industry has on young people as far as YOLO, you only live once. So you got to try whatever you can try, whether it be going out or shooting somebody or gang raping somebody. These are the kind of men that's being exalted on the earth. The prophets of the Lord are not being exalted on earth. The word of God is not being exalted on earth. The Bible is not being exalted on earth. vile and wicked men, the base men that morally are base and corrupt, that's the people that's being exalted. So it's letting you know what's on the earth. The wicked is walking on every side because the, the ones that's being elevated on the earth is the ones that exalt say, Satan and satanic practices. So you're going to see more and more evils like this run on the earth before Christ come back. Back to you, right? All
2: right, so I guess um, you look at something like that, and it's really powerful, that testimony that came forth out of the scriptures pertaining to that, and that's why we chose a wide variety of articles going into different type of sins that are being committed on the earth and why we titled the show Monsters. Because if you look at something that happened like that, what could be the only thing that would go through your mind? Only a beast, only a creature of Satan would attack unprovoked in such a brutal way. Even the animals that the Most High created on the face of the earth, none of them attack unprovoked. They attack for food, they attack out of fear, they attack because they were attacked, but never is it the way that we see people today just straight. Monsters on Planet Earth. I don't think that anything really exemplifies that more than the next article that we're going to be looking at, which is an article profiling the death of Bobby Tillman. Now, some of you may remember Bobby Tillman. He was the young teenager, 18 years old, who was senselessly and brutally murdered and stopped to death while he was just walking down the street minding his business. So let's listen to the second clip of the night. Going into the death of Bobby Tillman and the events leading up to his attack,
0: the sheriff's office was called when females started to fight before they could get there. Men started to fight. One fella fell on the ground, another fella kicked him, but there was a whole lot of kids around them. Barbara and Ed Stevens watched the brutal attack from their bedroom window.
6: I just thought it was hurt I never thought that his. Life was in
0: A neighbor started this memorial for 18 year old Bobby Tillman of Douglasville. Sheriff Phil Miller told me one of the teens of the party said the next guy that comes by, there's going to be a fight. The next guy
2: was Bobby Tillman.
0: Little
6: guy, 18 years old, 5'6, weighed 125 pounds. Uh, uh, came walking by and they beat him up and stomped him and killed him
0: 19 year old horace coleman of forest park 18 year old emmanuel boykins of douglasville and 18 year old quantas mallory of douglasville are all charged with murder there were so many young people at the scene that deputies loaded them into a bus and brought them to the sheriff's office the west metro naacp says parents of juveniles may not have been notified Clay Mitchell told me that he was looking into how the authorities handled the investigation.
2: We brought 57 witnesses up here, and that made some people mad. But our job was to control the situation, make sure we could interview all those witnesses and get the information that was necessary uh, to provide the evidence in this case.
0: On Independence Drive, Barbara Stevens was still shaken. She told me she's thinking about moving. So is next-door neighbor John Howell. I
6: don't understand why. why someone would do that. It's, it's just barbaric.
2: So you listen to that case, and what happened is, here you had this child. He died so horribly because he was only five foot six, about 125 pounds, easily the smallest person on the scene, and not only jumped but pounded into the into the ground and stomped out. He was actually stomped so viciously that even his ribs broke into pieces and pierced his heart. That's how he died. His broken pieces of his ribs pierced his heart. So in an interview, his mother had a question that she really had to put out there because she was so perplexed by the events that took place. So let's listen to what his mother had to say after that event took place.
9: Look, Monique, you spoke so eloquently today outside court asking our society to do something about our epidemic of teenage violence. Let's listen to what you had to say.
4: My son did not die in vain. Something will be done about these children attacking each other for nothing. There's hatred. There's jealousy. There's pride. It's all destructive, and I just pray my son's death wasn't in vain. Now, to that end, we're asking, why are young
9: men becoming so filled with rage that they would kill for no apparent
2: reason? So the question was, why are these young men being filled with so much rage that they would apparently kill for nothing? So since we're just still making the rounds, Kadar, you can take the first shot at that, and anybody that wants to add in, please feel free to add in, and we're going to keep it moving.
7: So give me the question one more time. Is why?
2: That was the question that the mother asked, and that was the question that even the reporter asked, was why are the youth so filled with rage that they would find it necessary to kill for no reason whatsoever? And looking at the example, looking at the example of what happened to this child that was just stomped into the pavement, well he was just walking by doing absolutely nothing.
7: Well, you know, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna read a scripture and this is this is one of the curses and in, in Deuteronomy twenty eight. I wanna read one of the curses first, but then it made me really just think about something else and I'm gonna go back. Um one of the things that happened to the nation of Israel because we broke the commandments, a series of curses fell upon us. And when those curses fell upon us, they remained upon us for a sign and a wonder that no matter where we went, these things would happen to us, so that these were signs that we are children of Israel in the last days. And one of those signs says, verse 54, so that the man that is tender among you and very delicate, his eye shall be evil toward his brother and towards the wife of his bosom and towards the remnant of his children, which he shall leave. So going to that first part of the verse, there was a time when we dealt with one another in love. That's what it meant that that the man that is tender among you is talking about a caring, loving man, a man of the Lord, a man of the scriptures, a man that would see his neighbor's ox fall into a ditch and go over and help his neighbor crawl, um, pull that ox out. A man that would see his brother have need and go and take care of that need. A man that would see his brother going through something and suffer with him as if it was him himself. That's that tender man that it was talking about. But because we fell under the curses and we chose to break the commandments, now the men that were delicate towards one another and tender, it said his eye shall be evil towards his brother and toward the wife of his bosom, and toward the remnant of his children, which he shall leave. So now that same man that was tender and delicate, he's no longer tender and delicate, but his eye has hatred for his own brother. He has hatred for his own woman of his bosom, his family. He has hatred for his own children so that he doesn't even take care of them, and so that he leaves them. So the question is, why this violence? This violence is happening to us because we as a people have rejected the commandments. That violence happened in that situation because not only did they reject the commandments, but now it's a mob mentality of rejecting the commandments. And that's why it says in Exodus chapter 23, verse 2, Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil neither shalt thou speak in a cause to decline after many to rest judgment. So when you read the first part of that verse, and that's what we need when you're thinking about this situation, thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Because we don't keep the commandments, we'll follow anything. So you got one God that's out there that's wicked. He's mad because a girl hit him, and he doesn't want to fight the girl. But he says what? And they said the next guy. That's not what he said. When you read the real reports, he says the next N-I-G-G-E-R that comes by, I'm going to hit him. And he waited for this kid that's small who had nothing to do with it, and he starts just beating this guy down, and then the rest of them that have no problem with them but because there are a multitude that wants to do evil, they decide all together now, we all going to do what we have to do to this guy, and they all jump him and beat him. The reason why these things are happening, G'day touched on it, but I'm going to go back to Deuteronomy 28, and I'm going to try to go right to the point so not to take up so much time. Um, I'm going to start in verse 47. It says, Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things, therefore thou shalt serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things, and he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he hath destroyed thee. So that destruction is going into the destruction against the commandments. No more knowledge of the scriptures. No more knowledge of who we are. No more of that love that we used to have once for another. All of that has been destroyed amongst us. But I'm going to go on. That The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand, a nation of fierce countenance which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. Now, why would I read this scripture in regards to what we're going over tonight to answer that question? Why? Because it said that this nation that he was going to send would not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young, that this nation that came against us was going to be equally evil to the young and the old. So now, what does that have to do with both of those stories that we read? Here it goes. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 31. And be thou not the oppressor, and choose none of his ways. We've been here so long under this curse not following the scriptures, rejecting the Lord, rejecting this Bible, that instead of following the ways of the Lord, now our people have turned to following the ways of our oppressor. They don't regard the young. They don't regard the old. They're equally violent to everyone because the only one that they have allegiance to is Satan. They're no longer serving the Lord, they're serving the devil, and that's why they can do things like this. And that's how sweet, innocent little children can become monsters that rape, that kill, that murder, that abuse the old, wait for opportunities to hurt the old and all that, because now they're following the oppressor. They see what they see on TV, these video games, and it's all by design to teach our children to go against the word of the Lord and to hate each other and seek, destroy, and kill.
2: Back to you, brothers. Kekom, you got anything?
8: Yeah, I got something, bro. Um, I just want to read something. And, you know, this is uh, something, a reoccurring thing that's been coming out, although we've gone on different things. The was bringing it out. The was bringing it out. Um, I'm going to read something. Um, James 1. Excuse me. James 1, verse uh, 20. James 1, verse 20 reads, For the wrath of men worketh not the righteousness of God. Sounds like a pretty simple statement, right? But the problem is, from based on what Kedah was saying about the curses and us leaving off from our wisdom and understanding, thus saith the Lord, we're following everybody else's wisdom. So no one's teaching these kids that precept that I just read. It's read, the wrath of man is not right in the eyes of God. So basically this world, which is precept on Satan, evil, seducing people through media, through the classroom and teaching and doctrinating the kids and, and that whole separation of church and state and schools is madness because they dealing with the religion or the church of Satan in the school system. That's what's producing. That's part of Satan's devices that's producing this mayhem and madness because they're not teaching these kids right precepts. No one has ever taught these kids Or the group of kids Wrath Their wrath is not right Especially Because the most high said it wasn't What did they do? Some innocent kid Or n-word As they said, walking by Lost his life Now you got what? Because they didn't get taught that precept The slippery slope Now they're all murderers And they're going to pay. That's the thing. When Satan finishes with you, now you're sitting in the prison cell crying your eyes out, fighting off Big Bubba, uh, uh, hitting you in the back where where the exit is at, not the entrance. Now you see some stuff because Satan's finished with you. Now you're destroyed. He's not your buddy anymore. Why? Because you're not being taught simple precepts. That was it, bro. And it's
2: just amazing how you hit the point that we're going to be going over with this show could come, is that once Satan gets you to give in to your anger, give in to your wrath, give in to your lust, he abandons you. Because now, if you go to the LiveBinder and start looking at some of the articles that have been put into LiveBinder pertaining to these topics, those same children were on the news all remorseful denying that they ever had anything to do with it. They're giving their prayers and their deep felt wishes to the family. They're talking about how Bobby was such a good kid. He didn't deserve this. And in their mind they can't wrap their head around the fact that they killed him. <laughs> they <can't. laughs> And that just shows you how intense that hold that Satan has on these children are. And that shows you how that. Whole topic that we're dealing with Of monsters, monsters, monsters And people may be out there listening Like why would you title the show Monsters if you're talking about our children Because that's what They become according to The scriptures and if you don't Believe it then take a listen to This next clip that we're dealing With with a woman Who assaults her mother With a 10 pound weight Breaks her mother's nose Breaks both of her forearms And then after she incapacitates her What does she do next Well let's listen and find out And this one I guess I'll let Godai one take this
5: I want to bring out this scripture um, Before we go into that clip Akira Because just going back to The question that she was saying Asking why did this happen And what was going to be done Because a lot of people A lot of people that I encounter They have a lot of questions like why Why is this happening You know, But more times than not, they don't like the answer that they get. So I'm going to read. This is Jeremiah 5 and 19. And it says, And it shall come to pass when you shall say, Wherefore do the Lord our God all these things unto us? So that's what a lot of people, why this happened to my son, why these things are happening. Where is the Lord? Then shall I answer them, like as you have forsaken me and serve strange, strange gods in your land. So shall you serve strangers in a land that is not yours. Declare this in the house of Jacob and publish it in Judah, saying, hear not this, O foolish people, and without understanding, which have eyes and see not, which have ears and hear not. So people see great um, uh, troubles and and murders and things that happen to them, and they're like, okay, well, where is God? Why would God allow this to happen? So the next verse, it says, fear you not me? So when these things happen, people don't have fear of the Lord. They blame the government. They blame the white man. They blame society. They don't have that fear of the Lord. It says, fear you not me? Question mark, saith the Lord. Will you not tremble at my presence, which have placed the sand for the bound of the sea by perpetual decree that it cannot pass? And though the waves thereof toss themselves, yet can they not prevail? Though they roar, yet can they not pass over? So people don't give account of the Most High when these things happen. They don't look to say, okay, why did this happen to my life? And they have no fear of the Lord, knowing that he's in control. He set the bounds of the sea. He made the heavens. He made the earth. Verse 23. But this people have a revolting and rebellious heart. They are revolted and gone. Neither say they in their heart. Let us now fear the Lord our God that giveth rain, both the former and the latter in his season. He reserveth unto us the appointed weeks of the harvest. People can't fathom in their minds that the Most High is control in life, the Most High is control in death, and they don't look to him for the answers. That's why they ask why to society, but they won't look to the Most High for the why. Verse 25, your iniquities have turned away these things, and your sins have have withholding good things from you. So when these evil, horrible atrocities happen to us, we don't look and say, well, how? why wasn't I protected by the Most High? Why wasn't I protected by the Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ? I go to church. Why do these things happen to me? The scripture is telling you, we have revolted. We have a rebellious heart. Our iniquities have turned away the protection of the Most High and His holy angels. Verse 26. For among my people are found wicked men. They lay wait as he that set of snares that set a trap. They catch men. So the Bible is describing the things that's happened in these times and these days, how people, wicked men, would lay wait to murder somebody, to set a trap for somebody and murder them. Why? Because we've turned away from the Lord and turned away from the commandments. And that seems too simple for a lot of people. But that's the answer. And that's why the scripture says what? They have ears to hear, but they hear not. So what's the clip that you want to play?
2: All right, so now we're going to pick up with a clip about a woman who attacked her mother with a 10-pound weight, broke her forearm, broke her nose, incapacitated her, and when she had her mother at her mercy, this is what she did to her. And this is the reason why we're going over this is because we just want to show you just how far-reaching that madness and insanity can build when you yield yourself to become a vessel of Satan. So we're going to listen to clip four.
11: Now emerging details about a case of gruesome domestic violence that police say nearly cost a local woman her life at the hands of her daughter. Dan Corcoran live at the Palm Beach Sheriff's Office with the story, Well, Michael, a very disturbing case that actually occurred the night of July 4th. Neighbors of the victim and the suspect aren't finding out just how disturbing this case really is until tonight. A mother clings to life. Her daughter sits in the Palm Beach County Jail after a 4th of July night that rocked this unincorporated Lake Worth neighborhood.
10: There was a bunch of cop cars
4: and fire trucks and ambulances come rolling in. Robin Kaufman
11: and her husband saw several Palm Beach County Sheriff's deputies near their Gulfstream Road home last Thursday night, but didn't know what may have happened between 59-year-old Blonia Kastner and her 34-year-old daughter, Fairna, until we told them what investigators told us. Oh my goodness. Oh my that's gruesome. PBSO documents alleged that Farina Kastner dragged her mother by her hair, beat her with a pole and a 10-pound weight. Then investigators say Kastner took a knife from the kitchen drawer and gouged her mother's eyes out. That just sends chills to my arms right now, just knowing that. It must have been bad. Neighbors called 911, and when PBSO arrived, deputies say they found Kastner standing over her mother's lifeless, bloody body, saying this. I was trying to kill the cat, and she is the cat. Unexpected,
6: especially like a a family or something like that.
11: Five days later, crime scene gloves are on the ground. A blood stain remains on the outside of the case nurse's home, and neighbors are reeling about what investigators say unfolded just down the street.
6: That's even, you know, pretty crazy.
11: Now, the victim is said to have a broken nose, two broken forearms, as well as head trauma, and again, both of her eyes removed. Her daughter is charged with attempted first degree murder as well as aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. Reporting live in West Palm Beach tonight, I'm Dan Corcoran, WPTV.
5: Okay.
2: So you listened to that, and there it was. She broke her mother's forearms, broke her mother's nose, gouged her eyes out. So what could you possibly say about that?
5: Well, it it goes it goes to this, um, bro. there's something that um Christ said in the book of Matthew's the twenty fourth chapter, some of the things that would be happening before he would make his second return. This is Matthew's the twenty fourth chapter in the twelfth verse, and it says, Because Iniquity shall abound. The love of many shall wax cold. So because wickedness is cre- increasing on the earth exponentially at, at at great amounts, you know, there is no love anymore. Because going right back to 2 Timothy 3 verse 1, it speaks about the perilous times. It says, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. People um, being selfish. They're not having that care and concern and thinking about others. Um, covetous, looking at things of other and desiring the things of others. Um, boasters, you know, uh, having that pride, being proudful. Pride, proud, blasphemous. Um, and this is a lot of the things that we encountered on, on, on many different shows where people lie on the scriptures, or they're doing their best to disfame uh, or make the scriptures um, not elevated in the eyes of the people to make it look like something that's, that's evil, disobedient to parents. The brother Kadar was going over that, and, and that's something that's being seen as a fad, that you know it's good to be disobedient to your parents. It's something that is a right of parent, passage to be um, disobedient to your parents, unthankful people not being grateful and thankful for the things that they have, and definitely they're not being thankful to the Most High. Unholy. And this is going into some of the things that we're going over tonight, where people are not holy, they're not looking to do the things that's holy or right. And, and for the most part, like Akumgabar was bringing out, they have no understanding what is, what is unholy and what is holy. Um, And this touches right into, the third verse touches right into, what that uh, clip was playing without natural affection, a natural affection would be to love your mother, to honor your mother, to you know to have uh, love and respect for the woman that carried you in your womb for nine months. And this is something that I do when my children, they, they get kind of facey with their mother. You know, I tell them, this is a woman that carry you for nine months, and look at all the good things she do. And they get misty-eyed and, and teared up. And thank, thank God they're not a bunch of psychopaths. They're like, whatever. You know, they get misty-eyed when I tell them those things because that's the natural affection that we're supposed to have. We're supposed to have love for one another and care for one another. In this world, they call it humanity. You're supposed to that. But the humanity is, is leaving people where you can – you know pluck your mother's eyes out and call her a cat i meant to get the cat and she is the cat truth speakers false accusers incontinent that incontinent means most people think an incontinent is where you you pee on yourself you're old but it, this is going into where people don't have any kind of temperance self-control you cannot control or better yet set according to the scriptures you cannot resist the satanic influence or that satan has in this world so you fall prey to it and that's what many people do they just do oh with a voice in my head told me to do it to the cat so i did it that's having an incontinent spirit now the next thing it says fierce and this is this is um quite interesting that it says fierce because there's another scripture that that connects to that word fierce, and i want to read it. It's in the book of Matthews, the 8th chapter, the 28th verse. And it lets you know what kind of spirit was on this woman for her to do that. And this is the spirit that's warming around in these last days. Matthews 8, 28. And he, when he was come to the other side, speaking about Jesus Christ, into the country of uh, Gersenes, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs exceeding fierce so that no man might pass by that way. So these are the spirits that's in people for a woman to bash her mother the way this woman was bashed. And then they have her eyes plucked out. That is a monster. That is a demon. That is an unclean spirit that she has on her. Back to you, bro.
2: Exactly. And that's, it's awesome that that point is brought out because now it's time to really go into darkness to light mode and really start talking about those unclean spirits and demons that are going on in this world and what they can cause a person to do. Because here's a woman who, by all intents and purposes, she had some mental issues, mental problems going on, and people sat back and said, "Okay, you can just, you can, you can try to comprehend." A story like that, as bizarre, as vile, as violent as it is, you can say, okay, she's crazy. But now, let's start looking at what happens when Satan puts his hold on people who, for all intents and purposes, seem like regular people. And the next one we're going to, and this one I'll take a good eye one. I know Mm -hmm. I had this for yours, but I just want to get this one out of the way. Is a clip five where we're going to read about a son who attacks his mother, beheads his mother, and then goes to church to play drums. Mm. Yes, you heard me correctly. It sounds like a joke, but it's not. So let's take a listen to this.
10: He shows up early. He was showing up early at church to play drums in the church choir. What the congregation didn't know is he had just decapitated his mom and put the hand in a bag and still made it to the early service. And don't start Renee Rockwell and Peter Odom with the insanity defense because he played the drums beautifully. To Tiffany Griffith, Griffith, W-O-K-V, joining us out of St. Petersburg. What happened, Tiffany? Well, you know, it, it was just a gruesome series of events and discoveries for these people who live in that Jacksonville neighborhood It was the discovery of the body, the headless body in that Jacksonville home, and there was the discovery of the head inside of the bag, and then the suspicious behavior of Henry when he was at church with a giant gash across his forehead and also blood underneath his fingernails. All of those calls came into police at about the same time. When they responded, they found the body inside of the house on Sunday. They went just a couple blocks away, and they found this woman's head inside of that black plastic bag, and when he tried to... Questioned by investigators, when they took him downtown to the sheriff's office, uh, he was acting unusual then. And he even got into a scuffle with police, which added three charges of uh, of uh, fighting with police officers on his case. And that's in addition to the now murder charge that he is sitting in jail for right now. Well, Tiffany Griffith, having a scuffle with police does not mean you're insane. People getting arrested, scuffling with police, happens about, I would guess, 80% of the time police making an arrest. Nobody wants to go to jail. Bottom line, Nazarelle, what more can you tell me? Well, the mom's boyfriend says that she, he last spoke to the mom at about 8.45 p.m. Saturday night and that Henry was in the house with the mother. Now at 9.50, about an hour later, witnesses saw Henry with a plastic bag walking toward the grass lot where the head was eventually found. So that gives us an hour time frame where the murder occurred. An hour and five minutes, 845 to 950. Mazarello, do we know about any disagreement the two had? No, we don't. Apparently this was a good kid. He had played drums in the church choir. There was no sign of, of any motive. Police are still trying to investigate that at this point.
2: So you look at that case. Here you have this child. He's 22 years old, Jamar Henry no history of mental illness, no history of anything that was wrong in the family, and he decapitates his mother and goes to church and plays the drums. Now, something really, really caught my eye dealing with this article is I went back and I could not see the connections. I was like, okay, something is really weird with this case. So I start looking at the article, and I'll read to you an excerpt of the article about the death That took place when Jamar Henry decapitated his mother. Take a listen to this. The article reads The 43 year old woman died of multiple stab wounds, according to an autopsy report obtained by the Times Union with other documents by the state's attorney. Her eyes were cut out and left at the scene, but her head was missing. Blood and bloody handprints were found all through the house where investigators believed the attack started in the master bedroom. Barefoot imprints of blood collected at the scene matched footprints impressions taken from Henry. Police say Ling Henry's head was found a few blocks away, tossed over a backyard fence in a black garbage bag that also contained clothes of Henry's. So now I'm sitting back and I'm saying to myself, hmm, a woman that's crazy goes and cuts her mother's eyes out. Then along comes a young black kid, this was actually an older story, where he, for inexplicable reasons, no history of mental illness, kills his mother, decapitates her, and cuts her eyes out. Now, of course, with my background, knowing uh, a great deal about the occult, a great deal about Satanism, a great deal about the sacrifices that happened, I know that the removal of the eyes, the decimation of the body, the decapitation, all those things are in Satan worship, but neither of these individuals, you would say, had any history of Satanism. So there's something that Cacum knows a great deal about because the term that's used in law enforcement is called the MO, or modus operandi, which is a Latin term that just means method of operation. And what that means is that Certain criminals have an M.O. Certain, um, certain criminals are thieves. Certain are rapists. Certain are murderers. You don't look for a murderer among your stockpile of names of rapists. You don't look for a jewelry thief on a stockpile of murderers because that's not their M.O. So when you start looking at people committing these type of crimes, here's a secret that a lot of people don't know. Demons also have M.O.s. Demons have modus operandi. Demons have methods of operations. And when they show forth their hand, they let you know that they're at work. I'm going to read something to you in the book of Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 26. And it reads, Flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will." So the scriptures are letting us know some letting us know something very, very frightening. There are those of us who are unable and some who are unwilling to fight against the satanic lusts, urges and impulses that have come upon their body. And when that happens, they are taken captive by Satan. The world would call that demonic possessions, but we're not talking about the demonic possessions that you see in movies. We're not talking about spitting up pea soup. We're not talking about heads revolving and things flying around the room. We're talking about people who have allowed themselves to become vessels of Satan, and because of that, they can commit these horrific acts. That's the reason why a woman who's easily out of her mind with demons can carve her mother's eyes out after beating her half to death. That's the reason why a child with no history of mental illness can go home, cut his mother's head off, and then pluck the eyes out and then go to church. And to prove what this is all about, let's listen to yet another clip, which is the last clip we're going to play before break. I think you titled it Clip 5A. And it's a clip about a young Hispanic man who was a Satanist. And we're going to read what this Satanist did to his mother. Let's take a listen to that.
0: All right, Kai, thanks. The Maywood man convicted of dismembering his own mother will spend 25
2: years to life
0: in prison. Prosecutors said Moises Miraz Espinosa was 18 when he asphyxiated. His 42-year-old mother dismembered her and put her body parts in a freezer. Two days later, he told police about her death. Students say there was evidence he was a Satan follower
4: and that the murder was a human sacrifice.
1: In 2011, death metal music lover Moises Marat Espinosa was only 18 when he walked into a police station in Los Angeles, California, with the company of several family members to confess the murder of his own mother, Amelia Espinosa. As a practicing Satanist, Moises chose his mother as his human sacrifice victim and slaughtered her on February 2nd, 2011. To correspond with Candlemas, one of the 15 days a year that Satan has practiced human or animal sacrifice, Moises' devotion to Satan could have stopped with his tattoos, which include inverted crosses and three sixes behind one of his ears. But Moises is ready to take things to the next level, He first asphyxiated her, and once she was deceased, he decapitated his mother, removed her organs, skinned her, and cut her into pieces with a circular saw before storing her remains in a freezer. He also pulled out all of her teeth, dug out her eyes, carved two upside-down crosses into the bone of her skull, then put the skull in her backpack. In 2013, at the age of 21, He was sentenced to 25 years to life for this crime. Very risky youth. In 2011, death metal music lover Moises Maraz Espinoza was only 18 when he walked into a police station in Los Angeles, California. So
2: you look at that, and here it is. You have this Satanist, this Satan worshiper who goes and slaughters his mother, dismembers her decapitates her, fillets her, pulls out her teeth, and gouges out her eyes. And you start looking at this dismemberment. You start looking at this pattern of dismemberment, this pattern of the eyes being removed, this pattern of the mother being the victim over and over. So what is that shaping up to? That's shaping up to an MO. That's shaping up to a modus operandi. And it's showing you that it's satanic. So where is this coming from? It's showing you that same spirit that this Satanist willingly took on himself that caused him to sacrifice his mother is that same spirit that's going forth into this world that's putting in bondage weak souls who are destitute of the truth who have absolutely no clue how to fight against it. So just two scriptures in the book of Hebrews 11, we're going to read something about Abraham. Because I want people to understand why this woman was offered in this ritual sacrifice. In the book of Hebrews 11, it talks about Abraham and his sacrifice. Hebrews 11, verse 17 through 19. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. ...accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received in a figure. So Abraham understood that Mosiah had the power to raise his son from the dead if he so chose. And that is the reason why Abraham did not hold back anything from the Lord, even going forth to sacrifice his own son Isaac. We know according to the scriptures that the life of Isaac was not required... Only the faith that would sacrifice him up to the Lord. And because Abraham was willing to hold, not willing to not hold anything back from the Lord, even the life of his child who he loved, the Heavenly Father made that covenant with him. When you look at most Satanists, when they go into their sacrifices, what do they sacrifice? They sacrifice their children, they sacrifice their mother, they sacrifice their father, they sacrifice the things that are most dear to them. And the reason being is that they try to do a perverse, inverted, disgusting mirror image of what happened with Isaac because they believe that Satan will in turn make a covenant with them. But when you look at what happened to the other children, for example, the woman that cut her mother's eyes out and the young um, black man that 22-year-old Jamar, before he decapitated his mother and pulled her eyes out, it's just letting you know that these demons, they attack those who are defenseless. Ephesians chapter 2, and I'll read verse 2 through 5. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit, that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So the scripture says, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom we also had our conversations in time past, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. So the scriptures are letting you know that what happened to those children, what happened to those monsters who went forth and slaughtered their own parents in the way that they did, they were under the influence of the prince of the power of the air, the spirit of Satan that works in the children of disobedience, who has them in bondage A bondage that can only be released By Jesus Christ So with that I believe it's time for us to take our First break and when we come back We're going to turn it over to the brother Kikumgabar, And we're going to deal with Our last two articles of the night
5: So stay tuned From darkness to light Monsters
6: Hinton, wake up. Dad? Adam, get up. I've got something to tell you. what's wrong? It's okay. Adam, wake up and listen. I need you both to listen to me very carefully. Something's happened. He said he'd had a vision that night. A vision from God. purpose for our family. The end of the world is coming. It's near. The angel showed me. There are demons among us. The devil is releasing them for the final battle. It's being fought right now. But nobody knows it except us and others like us. I'm scared, Dad. There's nothing to be afraid of, Tiger. We've been chosen by God. He will protect us. He's given us special jobs to do. We don't fear these demons. We destroy them. That's God's purpose for us. But
10: Dad, that doesn't make any sense.
6: I know it sounds that way, son, but it's the truth. We can see the demons while other people can't. Don't worry, it's okay. It's a lot to understand. I wanted to wait to tell you until once I had a chance to figure it out myself. But, but the angel said I, I had to do it now. I didn't know what to say or how to feel. Do you understand what I told you? The judgment day's here. I was too messed up to understand her even knowledge. Soon we'll all be in heaven. You, Nadia, Adam, with Mommy. I didn't realize it at that moment, at least not consciously. She's going to see us in heaven. But my happy and mostly secure world had just been flipped over, and there were dark things under there, very dark things. They chose it by God. And my little boy's mind just couldn't take it.
7: The Body of Christ Church Radio Network broadcasts seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. Listen to our archive broadcasts or check us out while we are live on the air. Come. And visit us in the virtual living room at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sundays, where we examine current topics according to the scriptures. Are you looking for the truth? Can you handle the truth? Find out on Mondays at 8 o'clock p.m. It doesn't matter what church you attend or philosophy you believe. Take the challenge to see, are you smarter than your pastor on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m.? The world is engrossed in darkness, but it shall be destroyed by the light check out From Darkness to Light at 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesdays where all manner of witchcraft, occult practices, and Satanism is exposed for what it is. Before the light comes, it's time to awake on Thursdays at 8 o'clock p.m. If you are seeking salvation, listen to Repentance is the Key Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. And after you've listened to all of these shows, find out how we will become kings and priests Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. All shows are on Eastern Standard Time. Remember to check out the Body of Christ Church seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash T-H-E-B-O-C-C. Shalom.
6: church sure. I'm afraid of you can't trust you. I wish I could. And go on. Dad, I'm sorry. I'm sorry too, Fenton, but this has to be done. That you get on down there, or I'll put you down there myself.
5: Darkness to Light Monsters. We'd well, like to thank everyone that's called into the show tonight, everyone that's uh, participating in the chat room. We'd like to thank our special guest that's with us tonight, and we'll hand the show right back over to our brother, Akrai.
2: All right, and um, for those of you who are in the know, and for those of you who are really big movie buffs, the clips that you heard before and after the break were taken from a movie called Frailty. And I thought it was appropriate considering that the premise of that movie was that there was a family who was given a gift by God where they could see the people on the earth who were truly demons, infested with devils. And these were people who looked like ordinary men and women and children, but they were committing gruesome crimes like murders, rapes, and all type of evil. And it was their job to go forth and stop them. But, of course, in this world that we live in, we do fight the demons. We do go forth into this world with the weapons that God give, gave us. But those weapons are not our axe, and, and we don't cut the people's heads off. But what we do is we use the words of God, which is sharper than any two-edged sword. This is the weapon that we do battle with. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, as the scriptures say. So before break, we went into the whole modus operandi of these demons and I think that it's appropriate that we have Kakum on the show, because come, you could probably give us a little bit more insight onto what that's about, or did I explain it well enough?
5: Uh, Akarai, I want to yes, ask bro. you a question. I was listening to something on YouTube, because we had one of the clips that explained that it was um, Satanism. But the other two clips, they had no reference to Satanism, even though they was equally horrible as what um the the Spanish guy had did. Now I was listening to this this clip on YouTube and um there was a guy who was a lawman, just so we got a lawman on the show. And what he was saying is that people don't want to put it in the category of Satanism. They don't want people to know that their home or their hometown where they live is where the devil is at. So they carry, they categorize it as as drugs or it's just the ordinary murder. They don't put the Satanist tag on it just like you did and you link them all together with Satanism. That was it. It's
2: interesting that you it's interesting that you brought that point out because there was something in the eighties that has become known as the Satanic Panic where everything and anything that was inexplicable was linked to Satanism. And even if you Google the Satanic panic You will find a lot of articles come up. But what happens is people don't understand that many of those cases, many of those ritual killings, much of the evil that happened during that time, like anything in this world, like anything that comes out to the public light, when it happens, when they can't hide it, when they can't deny the things that are going on, what do they do? They sensationalize it. They take it on Maury Povich. They take it on Montel Williams. They take it on Jerry Springer, Ricky Lake, Donahue. They take it everywhere they can go. And when all else fails, they call in Geraldo to do an hour-long special on Satanism. So it got to the point where it became so over-the-top, so campy, and so ridiculous that all of those hundreds of cases that could have been confirmed were put in the realm of fantasy. And a lot of the things that have been put out there, they can come back to this day and say, and you can look it up online for yourself, the satanic panic, and what they will say, if you look at those articles, they will say that there was no confirmed cases ever found of a murders linked to Satanism, and that's the official answer that they give. It just shows you how wicked and perverse this world is, that they can have all that evidence in front of their face but still deny it because they have to, so could come. As yeah. far as that, um, yeah, I was about to say, as far as like that whole scenario going into the expo I'm sorry, first one thanks for bringing that up because right. that is an important point right. that you brought out, one. But so it, it, that, that
8: it goes right into what I was getting ready to bring out about <clears throat> when you talk like, okay, I've had a 30 year career in law enforcement. And, you know, because I worked in a specialized unit, I ended up working hand-in-hand hand, um, with a lot of different agencies and a lot of different units because pretty much the nexus to a whole lot of the ill givings in society is connected to drugs. And I was in, like, one of the premier drug units in the country at the time, probably the biggest at the time, um, when it was started in 91. Um, There was no agency that had a total state unit directed at narcotics enforcement. And then comes along gun and gangs because they're connected. And the point that is really, 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 really sticking out here is along the way, especially in the city of Buffalo, through the years, you meet people and that go through the ranks, get promoted, so on and so forth, and you know these people – You have a good working relationship. Actually, you have a real good personal relationship with some of these people because we're talking 15, 20, 25. Some guys I've worked around for 30 years almost. And what you find when you deal with the homicide detective especially, the ones that I know, especially knowing now that I deal with the ministry, the conversation usually goes something like this. I know I can say this to you. But I would never repeat this, and I would never put it in a report. but I see demons all the time. I see them and I confront them all the time. These people that commit these heinous fr- uh, uh, crimes are possessed by demons. And that makes them have some kind of religious you know conversion of their own. Not that they're seeking it out the right way all the time. But they really truly understand that evil, that Satan, how it possesses people and uses them. Case in point, most good homicide detectives will be able to tell you that when you get someone that commits a heinous crime, they get so wrapped up into the demon, it's like they're riding as a passenger in a car. They're just like the vehicle that's being driven by the demon. So when it's like, okay, the guy was stabbed 25 times or the guy was shot riddled with bullets like 30 times, you ask the person sitting there, how many times do you shoot them? Uh, three, four, I, I don't know. I don't remember. Now, some people that are like more naive and young and less experienced, they would start pushing on a person to try to get them exactly, you know what you did, you're lying to me, it's like such and such. Most experienced guys would say, okay, give a roundabout estimation on your part, what you think, and they would just leave it alone because they know that the demon had took over, and this guy don't know how many times he stabbed the shot this person. So these are the kind of things that, like you said, I cry, to not look bizarre. How would a police officer look, put in a report, yeah, the demon took over, he was possessed by Satan, and this is how it happened They're not going to write that in a report They're going to put down the best case scenario. Yeah, well, he said he didn't quite remember He didn't know whether he shot him 10 times or stabbed him 15 times But the coroner's report revealed The person was stabbed 30 times We got his fingerprints on a knife Such and such and such and such And that's how it goes So it's very, very, very true With what you're saying And I've seen it too many times To count on both hands
2: Right, and even when you read in Second Timothy the book of Second Timothy, chapter two, and I'll just jump right to the verse nineteen. Nevertheless the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. So the Lord is letting us know in the scriptures that if you purge yourself from wickedness, purge yourself from sins and iniquity, and separate yourself from the people who are doing these things, you're going to become a vessel that's proper and right for the Spirit of God. But the scriptures also let you know another thing, that when you become that vessel that's Proper and right for the spirit of God You are also prepared for every good work That he wants you to do So if a person is not Purging themselves of evil If a person is not preparing themselves To serve the Lord And to and to be a container of his spirit Then what do they become? They become a vessel of Satan And if you become a vessel of Satan You are only fit for his uses and prepared for Every evil work So Kakum what you are bringing out Is absolutely perfect To so what we were dealing with this show Going into how people Become those vessels of Satan And the analogy you made about A passenger in a car You literally become a passenger In your own car Or, And that will—and you know people say the thing all the time Jesus is my co-pilot Or Jesus take the wheel But now if Satan has the wheels Satan has the wheel, and you are a passenger going exactly where he wants you to go. Exactly. So the next clip of the night, and we saved this one especially for you, is a clip dealing with a man who obviously is perverse out of his mind, who is also a drug dealer. And what he did was he assaulted a child who was a family member of someone Who owed him money And we're going to take a listen to what he did And then we're going to get your insights Out of the scriptures pertaining to it So the diamond, if you will Let's give clip six
0: Beach man remains in jail tonight After police say he raped a child In a field Investigators say the suspect in this case Allegedly did this because the victim's brother owed him money News Channel 5's Ryan Calhoun is live in Riviera Beach tonight, right off Avenue S, near 23rd Street, where this alleged crime happened.
3: Ryan? Well, we are right here on the 2300 block of Avenue S and West 23rd Street. Investigators say it happened somewhere on this block here, uh, inside of a field. We looked down here looking for a field. We did not find one, but investigators say it did happen in some type of field on the 2300 block of Avenue S tonight. Devin Pugh is behind bars with a $400,000 bond. He's accused of taking a boy and raping him. Pew appeared before a judge this morning. According to the rest affidavit, Pugh told the boy that the child had to pay for his brother, owing him money. He also allegedly said if the boy didn't give him sexual favors, he'd die and so would his brother. The Provo cause affidavit also states that Pew wanted the boy to sell drugs for him and if he chickened out, he tell everyone what happened and show pictures of the victim to his friends. The boy told police that he was afraid because he knows that Pew is known to have a gun, and the boy was in fear of his own life as well as his family's. Life. Now, investigators say that Pew used to cut the boy's hair, and that he is now in jail facing sexual assault charges as well as lewd behavior charges. They also said that when they confiscated um, Pew's phone, they did happen to find uh, some pictures of himself brandishing. We and now a I
2: remind you how to do PTV shall so when you hear that, if it, they tried to say it all in colorful phrases without saying it, but it wasn't sexual favors or anything like that. there was no favor about it. If somebody does you a favor, it's a favor and you repay favors. but what was going on without the colorful book is that he took this twelve year old child and forced him to Perform oral sex on him. That's what he did to that child, and it happened on more than one occasion. So, what was going on is he was raping this child as payment for money that his brother owed. So, to come, it's all yours, bro.
8: Okay, uh, it's so many things with this story. As you guys know, how I am. I just had to get over the yelling and screaming and cursing, listening to the clips, asking why did Akari do this. Uh, and why he doing this show So on and so forth But when you look at it You look at like uh, The covetousness that was involved You look at why Because he was looking For some kind of payment Based on some wicked evil thing Like drug dealing Murder, drug dealing Fornication And and um, Fornication on several levels I mean as far as Sex with a, uh, 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 a man, with man, boy, sex, so on and so forth. And basically, when you really look at is it, it's, 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 it's one major thing at play, and I'm going to read it. I'm going to read what the major thing is at play, and then I'm going to read why um, these things continue to happen. And if we don't humble down to deal with what the scriptures say, um, they're going to continue to happen at an alarming rate. I'm going to read 1 John, the fifth chapter, and I'm going to read verse, uh, let me get it first, 1 John, the fifth chapter, uh, verse 19, 1 John, the fifth chapter, verse 19, it says, And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. Just for people out there know Wickedness, sin, rebellion uh, Those things are contrary to the way, ways of God And the ways of his son Christ I'm going to read on It says, and we know that the son of God has come And have given us an understanding That we may know him that is true And we are in him that is true Even in his son Jesus Christ This is the true God in eternal life so what what's going on here? The world is flipped upside down because we're constantly being shown that which is evil and it's being portrayed as good. We're constantly showing that that which is right and good in the eyes of God is being portrayed as evil. So this is why the world lies in wickedness because, you know, there are real simple precepts according to the wisdom of God and his son Christ that we can apply to our lives To avoid these things Why is this man drug dealing? My experience Drug dealing is just not something you trip into A lot of times you're born And you're trained And raised to be a drug dealer It's not necessarily One of those things Oh a child is a product of his environment No he's being trained to be that I got Like I told you I have a family I won't mention a name I bought from senior I bought from Junior, and I bought from the third. They were into the heroin business. They all went to jail based on my investigations and things that I did. Why were they all selling heroin? Was it a coincidence? It goes back to the modus operandi uh, 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 I cry. That's what it goes back to. This is what they did to make a living because they were shown that doing these things was right when it was what? Perverse and evil. All you got to do is look at a heroin addict And see the sufferings that they go through To understand that that is inherently evil But they made it and flipped it into something good And this is what the problem is So the world lies in wickedness Because it's all backwards I was going to say what my father used to say But I don't want to seem like I'm cursing It's all backwards But I'm going to read something real quick this is Proverbs 22, and people are like, oh, why is he going to this, and why is he dealing with this? Because there's a point to this. If you want to reverse the way things are and deal with that which is right and just, this has to happen. Because as long as children are being born in this wicked world, they have to be shown that right prevails in the eyes of God, Right according to him, his words, his wisdom, his understanding, and through his son Christ, who we graciously sent down here to die for us, shed his blood, and purchase his church with his blood. So what does the scripture say? Psalms, uh, excuse me, uh, Proverbs, I'm sorry, I said Psalms. Proverbs 22. I'm going to read verse 6. It reads, Train up a child in the way He should go and when he is old He will not depart from it These kids growing up This man that did this heinous thing They have no frame of reference Because you notice it said Train Now when you look at the precept of that word train It means chastise See in this wicked evil Perverse world what did they say Don't chastise your kid Because that's abuse Matter of fact what we'll do is we'll, we'll say he's bipolar or ADHD and we'll give him some medication that's going to break his brain before it even develops. I'm using it in terms like that because for people understand, when you do those kind of things, you're not only going against the word of God, you're destroying the child. So they have no concept or frame of reference of right. They're open to any perverse thing. That's why, when you, when I was looking at this clip, I remember back about maybe 15 years ago, you started hearing of this phenomenon of homo thugs. Homo thugs. Let's marinate that on that. I mean, these dudes are straight drug dealers and killers, but they like to take it up the poop shoot by another man. And this is what, I'm I'm perplexed. I'm like, man, it's like an oxymoron. You know, you think of a homo, the last thing you think of is a killer and a drug dealer. But these are the kind of things that happen. Whether they go because they haven't been trained and they haven't been exercised in their senses according to the ways of God, they start to open a box, go to jail, get hit. For the first time Or turned out Or whatever you want to say Nice word you want to put on They like it So they continue their what Drug dealing ways Their perverse murderous ways And then what They like to have sex With the same sex With the same sex Yeah It sounds it's so confusing Sometimes I get mixed up They like to have sex With the same sexual uh, 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 mate And this is the whole thing It's a simple thing The scriptures are the key and the answer Because the scriptures say If you train a child in the way he should go And that goes into that chastisement That you would have a frame of reference For that child to be able to choose Navigate his way into the right thing And not deal with the wrong thing And even that he might choose the wrong thing It says And when he is old, he will not depart from it. He might have to repent, but he still has a frame of reference that is just not going based on his lust and his desire. This is why you've got this demon, monster, as you will, having sex with a little boy, talking about you paying off your brother. That ain't got a damn thing to do. In his mind, he made it up, that demon made it up, but he likes having sex with little boys as a man. That's what he likes to do That's why it just wasn't a payment one time He was on a damn layaway plan Or he was on a will call plan or something You know what I mean He did it more than once Well it was the payment plan that was going to go forever Because deep deep inside That demon he had on him Which it was That they try to tell you is a glorious thing is homosexuality madness when the scriptures say what simply Leviticus 18 22. I won't read it. I'll just quote it a man shall not lie carnally with a man as he lies with a woman. I probably butchered it up But y'all know what I'm talking about Leviticus 18 22. Don't lie with a man if you're a man like you would lie with a woman simple If you don't train children in those things or you're teaching those things are obsolete because that's what they do with the world You can bring any kind of madness and drama. You got kids in school, God can tell you, that are homosexual and gay and lesbian before they turn 15, 10, 11, hugging on each other. You can bring all that to school. You can bring shamans, waving brothers and feathers, witches, all kinds of things in the school. But you bring the Bible, thus saith the Lord, man, they're going to throw you out, power, feather, and hang you. Because why? The world is given into madness And these are the things, the results How you got in the city of Buffalo I live upstate New York You got high schools With a 28 point something percent Graduation rate But these kids are scholars With everything perverse Homosexuality, murder, rape uh, uh, Drug dealing All these things that go on These same kids that can't do ABC 123, they're scholars in everything that's wicked and perverse in this world. And that's by design. That's being all things being done through the what? Devices of Satan. And our people aren't the wiser. They going, Well, we need more money. Well we need this. We need another program. We need another superintendent. No. You need the Lord and repentance and you need to start teaching your kids based on these scriptures and training them in the instruction of the Lord so that they can find their way. To the right understanding And wisdom in the Lord I had a lot more to say but I know we're running On time but go ahead Hey you
7: know what take it, you, you know how They All the things that you talk about by design But even the TV shows are made To make heroes out of these people Because even when you look at like Omar The character Omar On the wire mm-hmm. That is the exact character that you were talking about And, and that's basically that news article was basically the role that he was playing the homo thug gangster that's selling drugs on the side, robbing drug dealers, but then having sex with little boys and men
2: mm-hmm. so it's all there, and that's the reason why we come back to this showing that this is all connected that's mm-hmm. the reason why we when we, when this show was put being put together. I could have went to a thousand articles of murders and gruesome murders and babies being killed and suffocated, but I wanted to get the cross section to show that it was the same spirit all the time. Whether you are killing your mother, whether you are raping a child, whether you are beating an old man down that's walking down the street, it's all the same satanic demonic spirits, and the spirits show forth in your actions because of the mo, the modus operandi, the methods of operation that these demons employ. But through the eyes of the scriptures, we can see them for what they are. If that's the reason why I used that movie clip for frailty. We can see the demons, and people like us can see the demons, but the rest of the world is blind. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why we're teaching this, so people can understand it for what it is. So I believe that Godawan extended the show a little bit out, so we have a little bit of time. And the okay. next thing we're going to do deal with the next thing we're going to deal with is the Dunbar Village rape. And that's another one that has been infamous. It happened a few years back and some of you may remember that was the case where I believe it was at least five teens broke into the woman's home. They beat her, they rape her, they gang rape her and uh, and you know, I believe this show is rated mature but you know what they did was they anally raped her, they vaginally raped her. They forced her to perform oral sex. They double teamed her, triple teamed her. And then what they did the whole time is they had her 12-year-old son in the house. They take the 12-year-old son. They have him in the bathroom. They beat him. They bash his head in with with a clock, split his head wide open. They hold him on the ground, hold his eyes open, pour bleach and cleaning supplies in his eyes. Then, when they're done torturing the child, they strip this 12 year old child naked, put him in a bathtub, force his mother to get in the bathtub with him, with her 12 year old son, and force the child to perform oral sex on his mother under the fear that they would both be killed if he didn't. Now, what could you possibly say to that besides monsters? But when you listen to the audio clip, we're going to listen to the audio clip from the news about some of the things that took place, and then we're going to take take a moment to address some of these things according to the scriptures. And could come, you could take lead on that as well. Okay. So one if you will, so one if you will, and you will play the the last clip of the night.
4: 14-year-old Avion Lawson set in court, shackled hand and foot, charged with gang raping a neighbor at gunpoint, and forcing the woman's preteen son to take part in the assault. Police say Avion confessed, but showed no remorse at a crime so debased that even hardened detectives were sickened. According to police, 14-year-old Avion Lawson and nine other young teenagers tortured the woman victim and her son for quite a while inside their apartment. They cut them with various sharp objects, they broke a plate over the young preteen boy's head, and they actually poured some type of cleaning supplies into his eyes. After we broke the story of Avion's arrest Tuesday, his grandmother was obviously shocked. Yeah, I don't understand how he could do something like that. I don't understand. A 14-year-old friend says his heart dropped when he heard of the arrest. I a
3: horrible what they did. 'Cause uh, they have to do nothing like that to no lady and the uh, and the son.
4: The attack happened a few buildings away from Avion's apartment in Dunbar Village, a public housing project where people are reluctant to talk, afraid of retribution. Even as we interviewed one neighbor. A gunshot boomed nearby. But people here say that's nothing new.